I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, April 3rd. Happy birthday, Mom. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So, like I said, happy birthday to my dear mother. It is literally today. I won't say how old she is, but she is still as lovely as ever. So, happy birthday, mom. But also, with it being April 3rd, that means it is the first podcast of the month. So, we're going to start with coming up this month. Today is the March Madness NCAA Basketball National Championship. That is tonight, April 3rd. Then also in the month of April is the Masters is this week. They will start on the 6th and run through the 9th. NBA season ends on the 9th as well. So play-in games, which are the first playoff games, begin on April 11th. But true playoff games begin on the 15th. NCAA Gymnastics for Women's, their meet begins April 13th through the 15th. NHL season also ends April 13th with Stanley Cup playoffs beginning on the 17th. The NFL Draft is April 27th through the 29th. The XFL Division Championship Games are April 29th and April 30th. So that's what we've got going on this month. But let's go ahead and kick it off as we always do with baseball. It was opening week this week and we only after one week, we literally started first pitch was Thursday in MLB season and we only have three undefeated teams left and they're all in the American League. So the Rays, the Twins and the Rangers have yet to lose. On the flip side of that, the Tigers and the Phillies have not won. The reigning champ Houston Astros also started their season two and two. That's not the only people who are in trouble this season. Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon has been suspended for 
five games after an altercation with a fan. That altercation was that Rendon grabbed the fan by the shirt when he was exiting the first base dugout. Allegedly, the fan called him the B word. And this was after the Angels lost two to one to Oakland on opening night. Also, in the ESPN article, you really could not tell, but it did say somebody swiped at somebody, but I didn't know if that was Rendon swiping at the fan or the fan swiped and missed um, Rendon. So couldn't really tell by the writing of that, which obviously was done on purpose because you really aren't supposed to know if Rendon is the one who's doing it. So Rendon was fined and obviously will be out for five games unless he appeals and the amount that he was fined has yet to be disclosed. Moving along to NBA news, and we are running into the end of season, obviously, like I just said, and the Bucks have taken the Atlantic and the Knicks and the Raptors, who are now the Raptors are playing, but they have both qualified for playoffs in the East. We have only added the Kings in the West. The Kings had the longest playoff drought in NBA history. They have gone since this 2005-2006 season since they last made playoffs, so that has now ended as they qualified for playoffs, actually beating the Trailblazers. Which leads me to my next point. In the West, we added the Trailblazers as an eliminated from playoffs team. In the East, we added the Wizards and the Pacers. Sticking with the with the uh, Trailblazer theme, the recently eliminated Trailblazers bounced back nicely after they started their week getting eliminated from playoffs. They also ended up with the largest upset in NBA history in the last 30 years against the Timberwolves yesterday. They were a 19.5 point deficit and underdog, and they actually were missing four or five starters and had lost 11 of the last 12 games going into that game last night. So crazy big upset, the biggest one, like I said, in 30 years. So a Knights bounce back from getting eliminated from playoffs to just wreak some havoc on another team that's looking to try and make the playoffs, which is the Timberwolves. Also, we have a new class being entered into the Hall of Fame, including San Antonio head coach Greg Popovich, Dwayne Wade, and Dirk Nowitzki. But, of course, we have to cover the end of March Madness, as this weekend was the Final Four, and the final is obviously set for tonight. The Final Four was a tale of two games. The first one? Not close, with number four UConn leading by 13 at the half, and they never gave up that lead over to number five Miami. Miami's top score only had 11 points, and that pretty much sums up how the game went for the Canes. UConn won that game 72-59. to The other game, though, the second one was super close and had an exciting comeback and a literal buzzer beater for the W. Number nine seed FAU came out hot in the first half, scoring 40 points, but the fifth seed San Diego State surged back in the second half. All of it came down to the final seconds when San Diego State was down by one, but they had the ball in the paint, and that's when Lamont Butler threw it up and literally sunk a, a bucket for the buzzer as it went off. It was an actual buzzer beater. It was insane, and they ended up winning by one. So the final is set. It will be UConn versus San Diego State tonight for the Natty. 
Also, I know I don't usually come cover the women's uh, side of March Madness, but the women's tournament did end last night on Sunday with the LSU Tigers claiming their first national championship in school history in women's basketball. They beat Iowa, even with MVP Caitlin Clark. They beat them 102 to 85. Only 2.9% of brackets filled out had LSU winning the entire thing. I'm going to go ahead and skip football and go straight into golf as this weekend, Corey Connors wins the Valero Texas Open. It was this weekend in San Antonio and it secured him the final spot in the Masters, which is this weekend. Connors led a led at different points during the weekend, but then went bogey free in the final round. He also won the Valero Texas Open in 2019. He then goes on to win this year, so two. 2023. Although this is his second Valero Texas Open title, it is only his second overall PGA Tour title. So something goes well for Connors in San Antonio. He is the third Canadian to win on the PGA Tour this year. It has also been a while since we've seen Brooks Kepka at the top of a leaderboard, but he took home the title of the Live event at Orlando this weekend. This also puts him as the first multi-winner on that tour. Brooks is a nice pick for the Masters this weekend, as we all know how dangerous Brooks can be when he is feeling himself on a major week. Moving along to Olympic sports, and we're going to go to some throwback stories. So I don't know if y'all remember Oscar Pistorius, who was the hero of Paralympians by competing in the Olympics on his artificial legs. And then he went to on to murder his girlfriend on Valentine's Day. She was in the bathroom. He basically didn't see her or hear her get up and shot her through the door. Hopefully that's ringing a bell because it was a huge news story a couple of years ago. That was back in 2013. So he was actually denied parole this week. So that's seven years after he was convicted. He is able to apply for another round of parole again in August of 2024. But he is currently serving a 13-year sentence, I believe, it, and five months on top of that. So for the murder of his girlfriend, ending that tragic story. Also a throwback to the London Olympics, American Lashina Demas originally got the silver medal in the 400-meter hurdles. Demas finished 0.07 seconds behind Russia's Natalia Antuk. However, Natalia was found to be one of the Russian athletes guilty of doping, so she has gotten her gold medal rescinded, and so Lashina Demas is going to be the official gold medalist and now Olympic champion, although she will not refer to herself as the Olympic champion, but she is the gold medalist at the age of 40. Also sticking with Summer Olympic news, Summer McIntosh has broken two world records in just five days. It started on Tuesday, which was the opening night of trials in Canada. She broke the 400-meter freestyle world record by 0.36 seconds, which was set earlier this year by Australian Ariana Titmus. She then broke Summer McIntosh then broke the 400-meter IM record on Saturday by almost half a second, by 0.49 seconds over Hungary's Katinka Hosu from the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. 
Also, Summer McIntosh won the 200 meter fly, but it was not in world record time, just normal time. <laughs> and uh, this meet was to qualify for world championships, which will take place in July. So be ready to see that Canadian name a lot. Remember, Summer McIntosh. Also, I do have a little bit of soccer news this week as Argentina's Lionel Messi became the third player in history to score 100 goals internationally. The only others to have reached that feat is Portugal's Cristiano Ronaldo and Iranian Ali Dia. I hope that's how you pronounce that. This also added Curacao to the list of nations that Messi has scored against, and he managed a hat trick in that game. So not only did he hit num- goal number 100, but he also hit number 101 and 102. That wraps up what happened over this last week. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Beginning with MLB baseball on Tuesday, we have the Phillies at the Yankees at 6.05 on TBS. Then you have to skip all the way down to Saturday to catch the next one on mainstream TV. The Rangers at the Cubs. So again, the Rangers are still undefeated. Who knows if they will be by Saturday, but as of right now, they are. They will play at 3.05 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. And then Sunday, catch the Padres at the Braves at 6 on ESPN. In the world of college baseball and softball, we have a number of ranked versus ranked matchups beginning today. Softball, number 16, Kentucky versus number 10, Georgia at 6 p.m. on SCC Network. Then followed the next day, also on Tuesday, the same team, 16, Kentucky versus number 10, Georgia at noon on SEC Network. Skip Wednesday. There are a bunch of games. Again, check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports for those. I usually don't go over it unless it is a ranked versus ranked matchup. Thursday, catch softball number six, Florida State versus number four, Clemson at 5 p.m. on ACC, followed by a baseball matchup in the SEC, number three, Florida versus number 10, Tennessee at seven on ESPNU. Friday, we have a baseball and a softball appearance, each a piece. Number three, Florida will play again. Number 10, Tennessee at six on ES on SEC Network, followed by number six, Florida State versus number four, Clemson, also at six on ESPN2. Saturday, catch a couple of ranked first ranked games, starting with number one, LSU, this is baseball, versus number nine, South Carolina. They play at 11 a.m. on SEC Network. Then followed by, again, number three, Florida versus number 10, Tennessee at one on ESPN2. Then softball sees a ranked matchup at number 17, Georgia versus number 12, Arkansas at five on SEC Network. That rounds up the weekend for ranked versus ranked matchups, but plenty of games going on as baseball and softball season certainly ramp up. And with a ramping up, we have a ramping down NBA going on this weekend. Tuesday, the Celtics at the 76ers at 7 p.m. on TNT. That is number two versus number three in the East. So that ought to be a killer matchup. Then going on to Wednesday, the Bulls at the Bucks at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN, followed by the Lakers at the Clippers at 9. That is the battle for L.A. Then on Thursday, catch the Heat at the 76ers at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the Nuggets at the Suns at 9. And that rounds out the week on NBA basketball. 
Of course, again, tonight we have our final game of March Madness and final game of the NCAA season for men's basketball with the national championship. Number five, San Diego State versus a number four, UConn. UConn has been to the final four before and the final. San Diego State has not. So they are looking for their first championship. They play at 8.20 tonight on CBS. They are actually currently playing. So hopefully you did not wait for me to do that. I also announced it last week so that you guys would not miss that. In the XFL on Saturday, catch the Vipers at the Battlehawks at noon on ESPN, followed by the Renegades at the Guardians. And then Sunday, the Roughnecks at the Brahmas at 2 on ABC and the Defenders at the Sea Dragons at 6 p.m. on ESPN 2. Again, I did mention it when um, we've got what happens this coming up month. This month, you will reach at the end of the month. It will be the division championships, and then we will have the final in May. So season is wrapping up there as well. In the world of golf, it is literally the week everybody turns on golf. It is April. So we've got Wednesday, the Masters Par 3 contest. This is purely not, doesn't count towards the like rounds and everything and the major championship, but it's a really fun competition to watch. John Rahm notoriously got a hole-in-one in in there um, one year. So it is a true, truly fun thing to watch. And that's always when they bring their kids and put them in the caddy uniforms as well. So that will be Wednesday at two on ESPN, followed by the first round. You can catch all of this on live at the masters online all week. The masters app is absolutely phenomenal. I don't say that lightly, but they truly have mastered what a sports app should be. So if you do want to watch every hole, you absolutely can do that. It'll give you choices of like Azalea corner and all of that. So if you do want to watch from beginning to end, go ahead and watch on the app to start but I will be covering what's going on on TV. So round one on TV will be at 2 p.m. on ESPN. Highlights will be shown on CBS at 10.35 p.m. on Thursday. Then Friday, catch round two again at 2 on ESPN and highlights again at 10.35 on CBS. Saturday, Masters round three will be televised on CBS at 2 p.m. And then Sunday, final round begins at 1 on CBS to see who wins the green jacket. Defending champion is Scotty Scheffler. Also, NHL season is coming to a quick end as well with the NHL going on this week. Tuesday, the Golden Knights at the Predators at 7 on ESPN, followed by the Oilers at the Kings at 9.30. Wednesday, catch the Lightning at the Rangers at 6.30 p.m. on TNT, followed by the Oilers at the Ducks at 9.00. Then on Thursday, we have games on Hulu before Saturday, rounding out games on ABC. Penguins at the Red Wings at noon on ABC, followed by the Golden Knights at the Stars at 2.30 and the Devils at the Bruins at 7. And then on Sunday, the Bruins play again at the Flyers at 5 on TNT and the Avalanche at the Ducks at 7.30. We do have a little bit of Olympic sports. It's mainly just figure skating worlds recap. That will be televised tomorrow at 11 a.m. on USA, followed by a same, a recap on NBC on Sunday at two. Plenty of soccer games also televised this week, but I digress. That wraps it up for me this week. Hopefully your March was as maddening as mine (laughs) with uh, March Madness ending. And we've got a bunch of other sports kind of coming to its peak. So I will keep you updated as always. I got your back. Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports for more. And I'll catch y'all next week.